Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gaming After College. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, I will be doing yet another giveaway, and I will be reviewing Marvel's Spider-Man DLC, the three-part DLC, The City That Never Sleeps. Let's get started. So, and as always, before we get started, a uh, quick update on how on what I'm playing right now. So, currently, I am I am playing Detroit Become Human. For those of you who were able to get it in uh, July for the PlayStation Plus, uh, it was free, so it is well worth a game to go ahead and grab. Um, again, it's one of those games that's very philosophical. Quantic Dream has always made very story-driven games and games that uh, are more c- cinematic. Um, it's definitely fun, definitely interesting, and I'll be doing a review once I'm finished with that. Uh, I'm heavily considering grabbing the um, Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch, because I've been hearing some good things about that. Uh, I have some extra liquidity, so I'm thinking about what game to play. If you guys have any ideas, go ahead and shoot me a message on Twitter at GAC underscore podcast, or send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. So the Spider-Man DLC... The City That Never Sleeps is comprised of three parts, and likewise, I'll be going over each part in detail. Uh, I'll likely have spoilers in this episode, so if you have not played the DLCs yet, go ahead and stop hearing my beautiful voice and just listen to someone else. Uh, So the three DLCs are The Heist, Turf Wars, and Silver Lining. And they, all in all, they about equate maybe an extra 12 hours of gameplay on top of an already amazing game, and uh, I hope everyone can enjoy them. Uh, you can probably pick them up for cheap right now, but I'll give you more info. Inf- but I'll give you more info about that uh, at the end of the at the end of the podcast. And also keep out for a brand new giveaway that I'll be doing this episode. Awesome. Let's get started. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio, and now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. Okay, cool. So each DLC takes place within the same map of the of the main game. So it's almost like you're playing the main game with additional add-ons. Uh, however, the biggest distinction is you can't play the DLC and the main game in the same space. So in order to access the main game, Uh, I'm sorry, in order to access the DLC through the main game, you have to go to the story mode, 
on the um, on your pause screen and then hit whatever DLC you want to play and then that'll start off the DLC for you however the map remains the same you can explore all of uh, Manhattan as Spider-Man um, during each DLC so the first DLC is called the heist now for those of you um, who are going to play these games the heist has a, actually a pretty great um, prequel so to speak in the main game uh, black cat has this uh, sort of collectible item that you can get during the main game these uh, these uh, heists that she's been doing these thefts she's been doing and she always leaves her calling card which looks like a, a tiny cute little demonic kitten uh, it looks like a plush toy and uh, once you take all the pictures of those and you find all the black cat uh, theft locations you end up discovering her her secret lair and it was all an attempt to have spider-man be locked in the secret lair to uh rob the police station to grab her old uh clothes and her old gear so she can get back into the thieving scene so the dlc part one the heist picks up during a heist um black hat is robbing this uh super super expensive painting from the uh from the metropolitan metropolitan museum of art and spider-man obviously tries to stop her she gets away with it and for those of you who are comic book fans you'll know that black hat and spider-man have this sort of awkward but very very cute relationship wherein spider-man is very awkward around black hat and black hat it exploits that she she's she's a tease and she uses it to her advantage because she is a master manipulator and what makes it even more hilarious during this game is that at the end of Marvel's Spider-Man, Spider-Man and MJ are now back together. So now Spider-Man is dealing with an old flame while MJ has kind of become her guy in the chair, so to speak. So it, it makes for a very interesting dynamic uh, between the three of them, because as the DLC goes on, Spider-Man ends up helping Black Cat uh, thwart off the uh, the Hammerhead Gang. So the Hammerhead Gang is yet another new character and characters that were introduced in this DLC. And as it turns out, Black Hat is working for Hammerhead because of some blackmail or extortion scheme that Hammerhead has on Black Cat. Um, not to mention, as you're playing the game, as you're playing the DLC, there are brand new collectibles as well. So you can collect old pieces of artwork that were left behind by this other mysterious thief. And you don't actually find out who this thief is until the very end, once you collect all, I think there were 10 pieces of artwork. And it turns out to be Black Cat's father. Uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, Black Cat's father and Black Cat do not get to meet, um, but it is kind of cool how they included that little tidbit in the game. And then this DLC takes place all at night and you, you actually get access to three new suits as you complete the DLC. You don't actually have to do anything special, really, uh, to get the DLC, to get the suits. You just got to play the DLC. And at major points in the storyline, you you unlock the new suits. And the DLC itself is roughly around uh, four hours, so to speak, depending on how, how much you game. Um, it might take a little longer. But I, I took my time with it. I really did. Because the interactions between Black Cat and Spider-Man were hilarious because he's so damn awkward um and she isn't and at the end of the at the end of the dlc black hat and hammerhead go toe to toe and black hat leaves you for dead um leaves spider-man for dead and spider-man being the good guy he is manages to escape the death trap 
and uh, as Black Cat knew he would, and chases down Black Cat in an attempt to stop her from getting to her hideout because Hammerhead was already aware that Black Cat was actually stealing from them and Black Cat was walking into a trap. Now, at the very end of the DLC, when as Spider-Man is about to stop Black Cat, Black Cat enters her hideout and it explodes and it ends on that cliffhanger. So again, four hours, extra collectibles, new gangs and crimes to to thwart, um, new gang locations, like those locations where you just fight a whole bunch of bad guys and stop their operations. Um, there's a whole bunch of those. And then that's it. And then you complete the storyline, the story missions, and you're done with the DLC. Short and simple, right? Um, four hours of additional gameplay in a three-part story because it ends on a cliffhanger. However, Hammerhead is still at large. Black Cat is presumed dead. So it, it, it does actually just kind of easily flow into the next part. Um, and before I get to the next part, to Turf Wars, um, I will say that as a, as a super, super sideline story as the DLC is continuing is Miles Morales. So spoiler for Marvel's uh, Spider-Man, at the end of the game, um, Miles has been bitten by a radioactive spider. My Miles is slowly starting to see his new powers. And then when he shows this to Peter Parker, Peter Parker shows him that he's Spider-Man. Um, so as, as the first DLC is going on, there's a few phone calls where Miles calls Peter like, hey, Peter, I was wondering when we can get together and you can teach me how to be Spider-Man. And it's really cute because he's such a young kid and he's really excited. And Peter Parker's just giving him like homework to do, like physics homework. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's just really cute, cute interactions. You don't really do anything with Miles Morales. It's more of a this is going on. So I think that's pretty cool that the developers are including that separate storyline and they're not even making you do anything about it. It's just, hey, this is happening. Um, and as always, as you're playing the game, J. Jonah Jameson is ranting about all your antics, and it's, it's just amazing. He even talks about how Black Cat's being back, and how Black Cat and how Black Cat and Spider-Man um, are in a relationship. And he starts commenting on what shippers are. Like when you ship someone, it's because you think they make a good couple. Well, I don't care if you ship these criminals together. And it's it's hilarious. It is. It, I had to stop and laugh because it was it was amazing. Uh, anyways, moving on to the DLC Turf Wars. All right, so Turf Wars takes up right after uh, the heist ended. And um, actually, it takes place a few days after. And what you find is that uh, no one knows if Black Hat is dead or alive because there is no body, right? I mean, the whole hideout had exploded. So obviously, no one's going to know if there's a body or not. But the official police report is that there was no, no one was injured. The main villain in Turf Wars is Hammerhead. And so Hammerhead is another Spider-Man villain who is a uh, mafia boss. However, he has the name Hammerhead because he has a plate of, uh, I think it's titanium? I might get really wrong. Or adamantium? I don't know what the hell it is um, in his head. And it's forcing his forehead to look like the shape of a hammer. So they call him Hammerhead. And he's a mob boss, and so he is the main villain of Turf Wars. Turf Wars could take you maybe two, three hours of extra playtime. However, the the amount of story content that is actually added is only about an hour and a half. Um, so obviously, there's there's new there's more new crimes to do, right? So it's actually a really interesting crime mechanic in this one, where instead of tr following a um, a runaway car who's being chased by, by the police. 
Um, you're instead following a, uh, a police convoy who's protecting a witness to a hammerhead crime and you have to stop anyone from interfering with that convoy. So it's a little bit of the reverse. Now the, now the thugs are chasing you. So that kind of crime is pretty interesting. There's also a whole bunch of other new hideouts that you can take out of, of the hammerhead thugs. Um, so it's more of the same. It's just more of the same main game, except it's just hyper-focused on this uh, fight between Hammerhead and Spider-Man. And speaking of Spider-Man, um, he is very distraught from Black Cat, and she's mentioned several times. Um, on top of that, uh, Spider-Man is working closely with uh, Captain Yuri Watanabe, who is another character in the Spider-Man in the Spider-Man game, who is basically his uh, quote-unquote man on the inside or woman on the inside of the police precinct, who helps him with crimes and stuff like that. And she has something personal in this in this uh, in this DLC. So she, I'm not, I can't, I can't entirely remember exactly what uh, drives Cat, uh, Yuri to to have such a passion of taking out the mafia crime the crime lords um she just does and at the end of the dlc the uh and at the end of the dlc there's a couple of twists so spider-man and hammerhead go head head to head in a very long battle and it is a lot of fun um that's another thing this uh pod this podcast uh that's another thing this a DLC added uh, two new kinds of brutes um, in, into the game, which make life insanely hard. Uh, the brutes themselves have like Gatling machine guns that they're just carrying around and they pay no mind because they're not that heavy, apparently. And they're insanely hard to take out. So this game, this DLC adds an extra layer of uh, difficulty, especially if you're playing on the extreme difficulty, which I was because I found the um, the normal difficulty to be just too easy so i've been playing on insane difficulty for the longest time so i was actually had to i had to retry a few battles especially the last battle uh twice i think because it was that hard but at the end of the dlc hammerhead is basically on death's door and captain yuri Watanabe breaks regulation and and shoots him because she feels that strongly about this whole situation she ends up getting suspended from the police department and i believe she just all outright quits so it's very interesting to see where her character arc is going in this. Um, and at the end, at the very end of the DLC, after this whole confrontation with Spider-Man, Yuri, and Hammerhead, Hammerhead is being transported to the uh, uh, hospital, I believe. I, I think he's presumed dead um, because you just saw Yuri shoot him, but apparently he's still alive. He ends up breaking out of the out of the uh, the, par- the paramedic and um, paramedic vehicle, and then he just leaves. Um, and that's how the DLC ends. Uh, another thing I do want to mention is that there's yet another uh, plot development between Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales uh, on his training. Um, apparently, they do train for a bit, and you see that offline. Like, you don't get to see it. It's just discussed about. And he gives them even more homework. So, again, pretty cute, pretty awesome. It's obviously building up to something bigger at the end of the, D- of the DLC. Um, so, it's pretty cool to see that interaction happen out. Okay. So it's pretty cool to see that interaction happen. Hey guys, so before I finish the um, the podcast episode, yeah, I know this is a pretty short one. I'll probably mention that again at the end of the uh, of the episode. But before I continue, uh, it's time for the trivia question. As always, um, I've been doing this these type of giveaways for the last few months now, and the giveaways are very simple for those of you who haven't played. I ask a very simple gaming question. 
uh, very simple. Um, you don't have to know it from memory. Uh, if you if you Google it, that's fine. So what happens is I'll ask you guys a question. You send me over Twitter at GAC underscore podcast or over email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. You send me your answer. And then by the next episode, I'll raffle off a $25 Amazon gift card, which you can put towards buying the DLC or uh, whatever you need, really. All right, cool. So here is the question. Why did Princess Peach invite Mario to her castle in Mario 64? All right, let's move on to the next part of the episode. All right, time for the last DLC, the silver lining. So Spider-Man at this point in time they uh, hammerhead is still at large uh because he was shot presumed dead and then escaped yuri Watanabe has been suspended from the police academy or the police uh precinct um and is presumed at large as well because she actually sent some uh, very weird messages to peter parker as the game goes on and showing that she now is sort of becoming like a Punisher-like character where the ends always fit the means. So there's some interesting character development there, but perhaps the biggest character development and character scene in Silver Lining is, of course, Silver Sable. So Silver Sable comes back from uh, her home country to retrieve her gear. So in Marvel Spider-Man, Silver Sable owns a company that have basically taken over Manhattan and they all have this sophisticated equipment. They're treated as a separate gang and they are probably the, some of the toughest enemies in the entire game because of the equipment they have. Uh, they have special weapons that fire like these like lasers. And when you're playing a Spider-Man on insane difficulty, this is just terrible. It's just really hard. Um, but Hammerhead and his thugs have raided all the old Silver Sable warehouses and have now found now are using them and using all the weapons, all the all the equipment, literally everything, the trucks, you name it, they're using it. Um, so Silver Sable comes back to retrieve all of that and also to help her home country as a separate sideline. Her home country is really struggling and she's trying to help them out. Um, and she thinks she can help the rebellion, I believe, in her home country by bringing these weapons back. So... It's a, it's a very interesting dynamic for with her and Spider-Man because Silver Sable does not care for humor. Uh, Silver Sable just sees Spider-Man as a, as a child who doesn't understand anything. And Spider-Man tries his best to help out because Spider-Man is very sympathetic to Silver Sable's ambitions. So they, they reluctantly team up because they don't make the greatest team up, but they do team up. And it's... Uh, towards the end of the game it's it's pretty crazy because there's lots of character development on both sides and they both understand each other's uh wants and emotions and it, it makes for a very interesting final battle because the final battle is actually uh silver sable and spider-man versus hammerhead uh because obviously hammerhead is still the main villain here but before i talk about the final battle i i will give more information on the um uh, the rest of the dlc so the rest of the dlc is much like the other two uh you, you're noticing some repeatedness right there's more collectibles more challenges and yeah they're all tons of fun if you love the main game and you got 100 percent on the main game you're gonna love every part of this dlc which adds about four hours of game time story-wise about an hour maybe an hour and a half so it doesn't add too much but there is a ton of, a ton of more collectibles to get and more suits and that's another thing i forgot to mention in turf wars you also got three new suits and the heist you got two new suits and i think in 
Silver Lining, you get three to include Sam Raimi's Spider-Man suit, uh, the one that Tobey Maguire wore in Spider-Man 1, 2, 3 um, way back when, which is a really cool suit, um, especially with the, the webbing all along the suit is very... Uh, defined so it's a lot of fun if you want to play as a as the original original quote-unquote spider-man um another thing that this dlc has to offer in terms of storyline is that prisoners from rikers have actually rikers i believe or some other high security have escaped and now they're taking over the city so to speak so now the uh the hideouts that were a big thing in the main game the first two two dlcs and now full neighborhoods with uh, with no like hidden area. It's they're actually out in the open. You can actually wander into these neighborhoods, and they're just surrounded by thugs and prisoners who escaped and are trying to take over the city. So you got to get rid of them, um, which adds a more interesting dynamic. So you'll just be swinging around, not knowing you're around one, and then you just start getting shot at. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I would say the whole DLC is just nothing but you know fun um the final battle itself is silver sable has like this super high powered laser that is able to make hammerhead um invulnerable speaking uh, i'm sorry vulnerable uh speaking of hammerhead i forgot to mention during the course of turf wars uh, not during the course of turf wars during the course of silver lining he ends up um he's being very elusive uh you don't really see him until probably towards the end of the dlc and when you do see him he has transformed his entire body into a mech like a like a mech android sort of thing like i think only his head was transferred because i don't know how his whole body is inside a suit because it doesn't look like a suit but he's basically this gigantic like android looking thing think a gundam sized body with uh a human head pretty much and as you're fighting him essentially silver sable created this uh high powered laser that would enable him to be vulnerable for a few seconds so the final battle is actually really difficult because not only do you have to wait for silver sable to activate these lasers the entire time you you you, you can't do anything against hammerhead you need to like keep evading him while at the same time there are his henchmen trying to attack you so the final battle is one of the toughest in the game not just the dlc i mean the dlc and the main game captured i would say it's one of the toughest battles in it because you're you you can't do much you can't just smash everything waiting waiting to just they just die instead um you you have to wait for silver sable to to activate that laser and then you can get to work um so it, it's very interesting obviously the 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 end result of the dlc ends with silver sable and spider-man winning the fight hammerhead actually being destroyed and then um they just ride off into the sunset together pretty much silver sable goes back to her home country she has all her gear uh spider-man and mj are still a couple and they're great um oh my god i forgot to mention something so one of the big things that happens in, in silver lining is there's a time where spider-man and silver sable do not know how to make hammerhead vulnerable they don't know how to beat him and th there, th this is a moment in the dlc where it's like all hope is lost sort of thing and then for a brief and i mean brief two minute scene black cat shows up so black cat who was presumed dead in the first at the end of the first dlc in heist um is alive 
and she shows up, gives Spider-Man like a flash drive filled with all this data. And from there, Silver Sable is able to derive how to build a laser. But she is actually alive. Uh, Black Cat is, is, is alive and is able to have that last few moments with Peter Parker. And then they just and then she just disappears. So she is alive. And I really hope that they um, we get to see more of her because her voice actress is amazing. Her character and her dynamic with Peter is great. And I really want to see more of her, Silver Lion, uh, Silver Sable, and also uh, MJ. Just every the whole the whole gang, the whole gang, pretty much. Um, and at the very end of the DLC, you and uh, Miles Morales, so Peter Parker and Miles Morales, have finished up their pre-training, and now they're going to start swinging together throughout the city. Uh, while you don't actually get to do this, like the 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 player themselves don't actually get to control Peter Parker as he's swinging with Miles Morales, you do get to see it. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so now throughout this whole DLC, it's been teased that Miles was going to become Spider-Man and then it keeps going, 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 and they keep talking about it. They keep talking about training. They keep talking about how they did things. And then at the very end of the DLC, at the very, very end of the city that never sleeps, you get to see two Spider-Men and it is awesome. Um, and obviously J. Jonah Jameson actually talks about it. He complains of how now there's two menaces to the city. So it's hilarious. But, um, that's pretty much how the DLC ends, uh, how the city that never sleeps ends. Um, so the total amount of time that you're going to gain from the entire three part DLC will probably be around 12 hours or so. Um, maybe a little less than that, maybe between nine and 12 hours, depending on how fast you game or even if you want to complete everything. If you do not want to complete everything and you just want to get through the storyline, you're looking at about five, five, six hours of gaming. And that's mainly because there's not much of the story. It's more of all these um, other things you can do, all the collectibles you can do, all the suits, all the challenges. You do all those and then finally you, you do the story. Like that's how I was playing these. And um, they make for a lot of fun. Now, for those of you who are still on the fence about getting the DLC, because like for me, I've always been one of not even buying DLC because I feel like you just encourage these developers to keep making DLC and you get less of a game when a game comes out. The DLC is well worth it because it is up to the same quality as the main game. And that speaks volumes to me. Uh, the, the writing, the voice acting, collectibles, attention to detail, all of it is up to snuff against the main game and they're well worth the buy. Right now you can pick up all three DLCs for I want to say maybe $20. Um, well, let me check real quick. For $25. You can pick them up for $25, all three DLCs on the PlayStation Network store right now. And it's well worth your time. If you loved the Marvel Spider-Man game and you found yourself wanting to keep playing it after you're done, this is the great way to do it. And Honestly, I really hope that they make a number two, which they're leaving so much room open to make a number two. I'm really hoping that number two has more DLC because I, I, I have been having that itch to play the Spider-Man game again. And I just don't know if I want to because I already know how it ends. Um, I might play the whole game on an, an insane mode, but I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. So let's see. I covered all three parts of the DLC. I talked about how long to beat. I did the trivia question, so for those of you who missed it, please go back and listen to the rest, and you can find out what the trivia question is. Be sure to send your answers to at JAC underscore podcast or at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. 
And uh, I think that concludes this episode, guys. Um, I know this has been a short one. Uh, my voice has been feeling kind of weird. I don't know if anyone could notice. So this is going to be a short episode, and I do apologize for that. Um, I've actually had some constructive criticism tell me that the episodes should be longer. So I may uh, actually explore that on the future games that I play and the future episodes that I do record. Uh, the next episode that I'll be talking about, the next game that I'll be talking about, is Wakamili 2. So for those of you who have not um, heard about Wakamili, it is a very interesting platformer game, much like the old school Mario games. Uh, you can pick them up for PS4 and Switch, but I will talk more about that later. Aside from that, thanks for tuning in. This has been Gaming After College, and this has been your host, Manny. Manny.